and a three, and a two, and a one. Let's go! Hello everyone and welcome to Spooky Burrito, the monthly paranormal episode of Grief Burrito. This week I put out a vote to our Patreon supports to see which topic they'd like us to cover this month. And if you've looked at the title of this episode you just downloaded, you'll know that they chose the dark and horrendous history of Elizabeth Bathory, or as others know her, the Countess of Blood. Now, this episode is going to be our only one so far to contain a warning in the in the start, as this episode discusses torture and death quite extensively. You have been warned. So ring the bell, J-Man, and hit the intro. We are about to get spooky. Ring-a-ling-ling. Oh, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! Shut up! Welcome to the show, all you new listeners, and welcome back to all those bloody burrito lust-filled returning listeners. If you don't know by now, I am your absolutely horrifying host, Harrison Wilde, and my suspiciously sneaky co-host, shuffling around the edges of your ears, is Jordan Shenton. Please, Jordan, explain to the lovely people who have just joined us today what it is we do. We are a weekly video game movie and entertainment podcast, and this episode that you've just so happened to fall on is a spooky episode where we talk about the paranormal about just general spooky. So all of what Jordan just said is 100% truth. And if you haven't already, please make sure to find us on all of our socials at Grief Burrito on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Scent. And you can help spread the love by leaving us five-star screaming review and a few words about what you liked about the show over on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music now, which has just been launched, and Spotify. Oh, and make sure to hit the subscribe because you won't want to miss anything coming in the future. Now, Mr. J Diddleys, as we are running up to October at speed, this could be one of our darkest episodes we've ever done. So shall we begin? Let's do it. I'm already spooked by too, the title. Mate. It's gonna be this is gonna be dark, mate. It's gonna be real dark. So well, we've got to make and you're reading it. I know, I fucking wrote it. <laughs> I was goosebumped all over the body, just typing away, clacking on my mechanical keyboard. We've got to make a time jump. So let's go. Set that dial to 67. 1967. Nope. 1567. Oh, wow. Jesus. Yep. Might want to change it to something more appropriate. Let's do this. So we are going to go back to a town called Nierbator, which is spelled N-Y-I-R-B-A-T-O-R in 1567. And this was a dark as a place as any in the 1500s. That was being a solid located. pronounce like, of that, by the way. The pronunciation was on point. Really? I don't know if it was right, but it sounded right. Yeah, yeah near but I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, and it's located in the Kingdom of Hungary on the Great Plains, which probably felt as desolate and dark in the nights as you could ever possibly get. It was surrounded by mountains. It's a real creepy place. It looks amazing. If you can look at any like recent pictures of the place, it's very, very interesting. So one morning... A crowd had gathered following a man being led to the castle of Duke George Bathory. He and his wife Anne's family had ruled over the land surrounding Nierbator for a long time. Let's say that their marriage was kept in the family as they were first cousins. Yikes. <laughs> yes. Well, that's how they kept bloodlines pure back then, didn't they? They liked to marry into their own family. <laughs> I guess they call it that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose. The man being led was a thief caught stealing food and attempting to commandeer a horse to escape. He was thrown down in front of the Duke and Duchess to explain himself. We're starving, my lord. My family's bellies are empty. <laughs> Come with the colloquial accents. I like Why it. Why was that funny? <laughs> I don't know. It was great. It was spot on. I just like that the uh, like the peasant voice. Yeah, no, you're actually 100% correct. We all know to go for that exact voice. So the Duke looked down on the man from his walled garden a garden that was filled with the graves of many of his family. And that gives you right to steal food and a horse. I'm sorry. To George's side stepped his eight-year-old daughter, Urshabet, or as many people call her now, Elizabeth Bathory. But Urshabet is the original Hungarian name that where Elizabeth comes from, so that was what they appropriated in the oh, English really? language. I was going to say, oh, that's pretty cool, actually. I, I never knew that. Yeah, it's a cool name, Urshabet. <laughs> Urshabetcha. 
That's your bet it is. <laughs> the Duke looked down at his daughter and back towards the man. Without a word, he waved to guards who dragged the limp body of the horse into the courtyard. It was dead, its stomach sliced open entirely, and its organs trailed through the mud. It looks like your horse has an empty stomach as well. Feed the poor thing. The man was dragged kicking and screaming and was forced into the open carcass of the horse. He was sewn inside and was left to die. To rot inside a rotting cage. The townsfolk looked on in silence and nothing could be heard in the courtyard apart from the muffled screams coming from the horse's mouth. And then a small sound began to echo from the walls. It was Urshabet giggling, joyous at what she'd just seen, laughing like a child on Christmas. The man's suffering had brought her more joy than any of her toys ever had. So, lovely family or loveliest family, Jordan? That sounds like, what's, is it Robin from Game of Thrones? The little kid who was like breastfeeding at like 13. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like that, just way, way worse. It does, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, this kind of like family feels like the Lannisters. Like it feels just like the most corrupt, high up family that just seem to torture their, I don't know, what would you call them? Not their peasants, they're like, I don't know. Townsfolk? Town, yeah, townsfolk, like underlings, I don't know. Village folk? Village folk. The village Village people. folk, my lord. <laughs> the village do, people. Do, do, They're all down in the do, town ymca Yeah. Stop that. Put him in a I like, horse. I like how YMCA-ing is a verb to you. Yeah, it's a doing <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah, technically, I guess you are doing the YMCA. You are, yeah. I would also like to add that I sold a pair of jeans to the cowboy from the village people. You just have weird claims to fame everywhere. Yeah, yeah. He came in my shop and I, I thought he was bullshit about who he was. So when he went upstairs to try on some jeans, I Googled him and it fucking was him. So yeah, I got a photograph with him, which you can see on my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so let's carry on with our weird, weird story about Urshabet. Now the blissful day's proceedings didn't actually end there. Urshabet could be heard giggling throughout the castle's candlelit corridors and halls for the remainder of the evening. The servants exchanged nervous glances between them as they went on with their chores until there was a sudden bang and her laughter stopped and they knew what would follow. The servants slowly entered her room and found the young girl convulsing on the floor of her room and as they cradled her body, the duke entered behind them. He took the knife from his belt, crouched down beside them and sliced the hand of one of the servant girls. The servant was ordered to drip the blood onto Urshabet's lips and to help her drink. And the young girl eventually stopped seizing, and with her lips stained dark with blood, she smiled. And this is where her story begins. Urshabet, some believe, is the inspiration behind Bram Stoker's Dracula, combined with Vlad the Impaler, obviously, because he is the most realistic personification of Dracula. This vampirism legend always stems from this area of the world, at least in early origin. And this was supported by a family believing in the power of blood. And I'm not sure where this came from. I also thought her father's crest was really interesting as it is a three-fanged jawbone on a dark blue background like night. And I don't know of any animal that has teeth like that other than the depictions of demons and vampires. And if anyone looks like a Hungarian vampire, it's this guy. So I want you to describe him to our listeners, Jordan, because you can see, and you can see on the left and on the picture, you can see his sigil of the three-fanged jawbone. Yeah, he looks like a more toned bloody baron from Witcher 3. He does, actually, yeah. Oh, that... But he's not wearing a skull cap. He's wearing like a... Like a bear skin like hat, isn't it? Jojo would wear from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, yeah, uh, it does actually. Or one with, of with the jogos, flowers on yeah. the top. Yeah, well, that's, like, that's peacock feathers, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. It's funny that they actually. I would say that this guy is inspiration for the Bloody Baron. He might be, especially because this guy also is a Bloody Baron, and he's like linked with the bloods, the blood story, I guess. <laughs> the bloods, I was like, and the Crips, maybe. Yeah, the bloods and the Crips. He's got a great. He's got a bandana on. He looks. <laughs> 
<laughs> Love he it. raps on Beautiful. the sides. He raps on the side. He raps people in horses. In horses, uh, yes. <laughs> he uses that as a beat in the background. Jesus Christ. Sorry, this is dark to joke about. Like, so I feel weird making sigils? jokes. So the other two, I guess the one on the right would be his wife's sig- sigil. If any of you guys want to see this, I'll post this in the Discord. So if you if you guys want to listen, sorry, if you guys want to see any of this, drop onto the Discord, which will be linked on our Twitter and you'll be able to see this. I'll post it to the Instagram as well. Uh, So the sigil on the right, I think, is his wife's sigil, which looks like, is it a white knight riding a white horse? Yeah. And then the central sigil, I think that will be... It looks like a phoenix. It's a white phoenix on on a, well, a blood red background again. I think that's supposed to be, is it the area, like the kingdom of Hungary? It might be. I'm not it's really like, it's up like to date Duke with Duchess. Hungarian stuff. Yeah, just because the crown in the middle at the top, I feel like that's the overall king's sigil, which at the time I think was Matthias II. And then on the left and right are, are the area where they are. Because this is actually in modern day Slovenia now. It isn't part of Hungary anymore. Okay. Yeah. Jesus, history lessons and spooky. There you go. I've done a lot Damn. of research into this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so sh- shall we continue our story with the Countess of Blood? as she was ne- ne- became known anyway. So at the age of 10, Urshabet was due to be married to the 14-year-old noble Ferenc Nadazdi. Also, I would like to point out these names have been really hard to learn to pronounce <laughs> and I can't seem to get the castle right either. I seem to say it different every time. <laughs> so she took, she took on the crest of the jawbone from her father, but she actually changed the bone, like the gum section to like a bloody red and atop of the the fangs, she placed a small lamb carrying a white, I guess it's like a a white flag of surrender on top of the the fangs, like it's about to be devoured. And I find it interesting that the lambs obviously, as we know, is used for like blood sacrifices. So it's literally like the sacrificial lamb. And she she was moved to the castle where Ferenc Nadazdi lived, which is called Catchtis, I think, Catchtis Castle in Savar, where she found her new people, the lambs that would be in her care. So you can see there we've linked the 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 extra sigil as well that she took on as she moved. I don't know yeah. if the lamb was part of Ferenc's Ferenc Nadazdi's sigil. I couldn't find his sigil. So I don't know if she just made that one up. Hmm. That seems a bit on the nose, doesn't it? The big fangs, it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is weird fangs. It looks like something out of... I've been playing a lot of Destiny. It looks like something out of Destiny. Yeah. like I, I don't know of any animal that has teeth like that. Other than, like, I guess crocodiles? But I don't think they would have known what crocodiles were. No, you're probably right. It's such a... That's the thing. Like, I'm awful with history. So, like, mm. 15th century to me is, like, I have no idea about what went on or what they had and didn't have. Yeah, well, it's fair enough. It was a long time ago. Is that when Kingdom Come Deliverance is set? I don't know. I, I guess, would this just be... Is the 15th century the Dark Ages? I feel uh, like that was then. I think it was, yeah. I'm just... Yeah, Kingdom Come Deliverance is set in the 15th century as well. Right, there you go then, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because you get attacked by people from Hungary, I'm pretty sure. Right, okay. So oh, you, you also had... play more Hing- Kingdom Come. How dare you? I've never played it. I know it's on Thingy at the moment. It's on Game Pass. I think I did install it as well. Yeah, it's set in Hungary. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, no way. Oh, uh, no, the enemies are Hungarian because I've just found a meme of, do you know, uh, what's he called? David Mitchell in yeah. Mitchell and Weblock. He's yeah. like playing Kingdom Come as a Hungarian and it's just him like, are we the baddies? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need That's to check really it out. Good. Yeah, I'll have a look. So we need to Super talk about... Um, yeah, it seems to be. We need to talk about... Urshabet's husband for a moment, which is Nadazdi, as he had his own dark side and was known for brutalizing his peasants and servants, even being known to have a central dungeon inside of Catchtis Castle. Catchtis Castle. Help me say it, John. I can't ever seem to get it right. He had a central Catch-tees, dungeon. Catch. <laughs> wait, what? Catchtis. Catchtis. I keep wanting to say Catch. Catch. It's the first C that just seems to be weird. I don't know why. <laughs> castle, And he had a special torture chamber built in the center of the castle itself. More than one, I actually think. I think he had like a, a central wing just for torturing. <laughs> he said, just like, welcome to the castle. Uh, this is my main 
It's like just showing people like, <laughs> like the main centerpiece. <laughs> yeah. 15th century cribs. What up? Welcome to Catch T's Castle, boys. <laughs> As you can Check see, we've got shit. six pairs of chains. We can hang six servants from the wall. Put a dungeon in your dungeon so you can dungeon you like while dungeons. you dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, mate. Fucking hell. He, this guy, he seems to be pretty, pretty hor- a horrendous person. I don't know why anyone would let their 10 year old be married to this guy because she's probably a vampire and the parents are like just get the fuck out of the house please just leave (laughs) what's that you want to marry her take her mate it's like the it'd be like the mum from the exorcist walking into the kid's room and just be like we gotta marry this kid off quick (laughs) (laughs) look love i've had it with you shitting on the walls spinning your head round pissing on the carpet downstairs when my mate's trying to play piano back to nadazdi so he was actually fighting a war against the Ottomans in the Ottoman Empire and had gained the title the Black Knight of Hungary. And while he was called away to fight, Urshabet took solace in the arms of a servant in the castle and fell pregnant. I don't know if she was 10 at this point. I couldn't seem to find what age this was, but I don't think it was very much older. And when yeah. the Black Knight of Hungary returned to find her with a baby, he threw the child from the castle wall into the forest below. And as for the servant, well, he was castrated and then followed the baby's fate and was left to be eaten by wolves. Bathory and Nadazdi were quite a torture team. He taught her new torture techniques and how to keep people alive while brutalizing them, which is very similar to Vlad the Impaler because he used to impale people and keep them alive, didn't he? Yeah. Why are people such dicks? I guess there wasn't much to do back then. Like, I was just going to say, there, was, there weren't TVs or anything. It was either like, you have sex and have kids or you torture people. Yeah, we ain't got Netflix. It's all about sticking spikes up people's asses till it comes out the mouth <laughs> and keep them alive. Fuck. I I don't, that, that was an actual horrible. thing. That's what you it used is, to yeah. do. Well, have you heard of it? What's it called? Is it like a blood angel or something like that? Yeah. Like the Vikings used to, where they take your lungs out and put them over your shoulders. Fucking hell, that, the image in my head that I just got from that made me feel a bit messed up. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Someone someone told me at work once, and I was just like, why are you telling me this? It's like it's like 9 a.m. on a Tuesday. He's like, like trying to eat your sandwich, like, in. can you just leave me alone? Yeah. Do, do you do, even do, work do, here? Exactly. It's like, do you even work here? You just like, hey, the lift, like, ding. It's like, oh, God, it's happening again. I can imagine just like your boss being like, Jordan, can you just come in the office a sec? Have you ever heard of a blood angel? <laughs> and you're like, John, not now. <laughs> John, please. Do you know how many support tickets I've got to get through this morning? <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> just more about the inconvenience than the horrible fact. Yeah, I, I just can't fit it in with my schedule, all these blood angels, you know? Also, I just that's the name of the... Is that the name of the thing he's from Warhammer? Blood angels? Uh, of a chapter, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. But yeah. they're vampires. Oh, are they? Yeah. I didn't know that. Right, I'm not going to get into that. Something about gene seeds and they get corrupt. Yeah, just that's fine. Sanguineous. Gene seeds. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All the space marines are built off of gene seeds, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I know that bit. I know that bit. Yeah, there we go. They get okay. corrupted and those ones like blood. Okay, right. Does it keep them alive like vampires? I think they have some kind of like rage or something. Rage. Like, okay. Yeah, like crimson rage or some shit like that. Right, should we get back to Sanguinius? Not let's, Sanguinius, let's that's the Warhammer thing. Ah. Nadasti, Nadasti. So Bathory and Nadasti were quite a torture team. As I said, he used to keep people alive while brutalizing them. He even made a, a clawed glove to scratch victims' skin and faces and even showed her the lovely practice of soaking a piece of cloth in oil, rolling it up and placing it between the toes of servants and lighting the rag on fire. Dark, dark times. Wow. However, he would sadly be called again to war. And after that, he did die. I, I don't think he died in war. I think it was actually when he came back. But he was continuing to fight for a very, very long time. Can you imagine uh, coming back from the war? Just like, finally, I survived. And you get back and you just like trip over a rock and brain yourself. <laughs> yeah, he's like, dunk. <laughs> like yeah. on the castle step, like as soon as you get back there. Yeah. Honey, I'm hurt. Bunk. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he probably deserved that. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah, like when when he actually died, Bathory seemed to just get more and more insane. Like she just seemed to crave blood even more. Like, I don't know if it was because she was suffering from loss from her husband, but this is where she found a new friend and teacher. And this was a lady called Anna Darvulia who was known to practice witchcraft 
and implanted in the mind of Bathory that if she was to stay young and beautiful, there was only one thing for it, the power of blood. The next night, Darvulia was invited to the castle and with the help of a servant girl drew a bath for Urshabet. And when I say the servant girl helped her draw the bath, she was the one that filled it, not with water, but allegedly with blood at the help of the knife in Darvulia's hand. Darvulia and her blood obsession seemed to only grow when she started teaching Urshabet about the nature of Satanism. However, she did seem to die soon after that and was replaced by a woman called Urshi Majorova, another woman who practiced witchcraft. So I think she was just like dragging any sort of witches she could find out of the town, just like sending people out into the woods. Just find somebody who looks witchy and just bring her on in. I don't know. That's the closest I can seem to think it would be. I wonder if they were compensated. Thank you. Sorry, Jordan. I've just been handed some roast pork. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, oh God, I wonder if so the witches good. were compensated or anything like that. So it's just people who weren't witches like, ah, oh, I don't know, just rub a pig's belly for like 30 minutes and yeah, you're good. <laughs> you're close enough. You're close enough to, to eternal life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's I what know. I'd do. If it was like, yeah, yeah you're going to die and it's like, oh, all right, uh, yeah, so... I've heard that Wolfsbane's pretty, pretty Gucci. That's pretty Gucci. You got some Wolfsbane on you. <laughs> yeah, 15th century Kanye West loves it. Wasn't that poisonous, Wolfsbane? I think, are you, maybe that or Foxglove. Foxglove's poisonous as well. Yeah. That's a flower we get in the UK. I don't know where else you, I don't think you get it in America for our American listeners, but have a look at Foxglove. It's like a tall strand plant. Where it's, it's really like, pretty. like bell-shaped That's flowers, the aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're gorgeous. And it's yeah. really grim because you should, die i just want to stick my face in it but i can't <laughs> why does nature make everything deadly look so beautiful exactly bacon looks great have too much of it cardiac arrest <laughs> <laughs> i do like Run. eating things where i can feel my arteries clogging that's nice. yeah me too i mean like this pork i just ate then it was really salty but oh my god it's like my mouth watering there's a roast dinner downstairs and i can't wait to go and eat that afterwards <laughs> So do you think that like witches at this, I know they burned a lot of witches, but I think that was actually after this, wasn't it? No, it's like the Salem witch trials. Apparently no witches were actually burned. Really? Were they just like hung and dipped? Hanged, sorry, hanged. Hanged, my bad. Those witches were hung. They were Shit. hung. <laughs> Apart from that guy that was just put under rocks and then they just kept stacking more rocks on him to kill him. And then all he said was like, more weight. And they just kept adding it till he died. Whoa, no way. What a badass. Yeah, they didn't say anything else. Like, more weight. No, like, more oh, weight. Okay, okay. Maybe he had like a bit of a fetish about rocks. Maybe. Or you know, like, some, some guys like to be sat on. Wait, what? Wait. Yeah, that's like a thing, isn't it? Like, they like having larger ladies sit on them and like crush them. I like to think that I've not lived a sheltered life on the internet, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? That's, that's a thing. I bet there's a fucking Reddit for it. I would has rather not have... If there's one for cake sitting, there has to be one for this. You are probably right. Yeah, I'll give you that. Thanks, Ben. That means so a lot. <laughs> you can have that one for free. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. There's, There's got to be a blood one as well, hasn't there? Oh, yeah. There'll be a blood one. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what the name of that is. That's not me sneakily asking, by the way. That's me uh, like, oh, isn't I wonder. It hemophilia. Oh, yeah, hemophiliac, yes. Yeah, yeah, just when he likes blood, which I suppose is just like ties in with the vampirism thing because there's like modern day vampires nowadays that do drink people's blood, but they do it all under like, they sanitize the skin, they have to have all the blood tested first, they make an incision with like a scalpel and then they just suck on someone's back. Can you imagine like a real vampire rocking up like, what kind of pussy shit is yeah, this? What the fuck is this? Rubbing alcohol? <laughs> He just like starts breaking shit. You're making a mockery of us. Flipping over dark ebony tables, scattered red candles everywhere. He's, try he's trying to flip it over, but it's bolted down for health <laughs> and safety reasons. He's like, ah, I can't even flip a fucking table nowadays. <laughs> keeps trying to throw some a mirror to smash it because he can't see his reflection. He can't see when he stood in front of it and he just keeps missing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'd be able to see Harrison. He wouldn't need to be in front of it. You never know. Vampires are known to have bad aim. What? I made that up, but have you seen Blade? <laughs> uh, not in a long time. I don't know. I think I have. Blade is good. We'll watch Blade. We should uh, maybe over Halloween. That's one. Is that movie the Wesley we can Snipes watch. one? It is. Yeah, that when it's got the first scene when there's is it like the the blood the blood disco? 
It's not a disco. That makes it sound like a school disco playing the YMCA. The I mean, blood more disco. like a club. It's a, a blood club. No, blood it just club. sounds really nerdy. Like the kids are going there. It's like, hey guys. Well, you'll find I'm actually AB positive. <laughs> <laughs> we can't let you in unless you know the password. Is the password B positive by any chance? It is, yeah. It's all about positivity, the blood <laughs> you club. You know? B positive, yeah. You're such an O negative. We need to turn that frown upside down. <laughs> Isn't O negative like the really rare one? Uh... I think it's A, A, B is the rare one, I think. O negative is universal, right? I think O is the the most common. Because O negative can give to anyone, but they can only have O negative. Isn't that A, is... B? I think so. I thought the rare one, they can only have theirs. Well, anyone else with their blood type, but they can give to anyone else because it sort of like turns into the other blood type when it's introduced. Uh, I'm sure there was yeah. one that's like that. O negatives used in emergencies, O negative blood is often called the universal blood type because people of uh, any okay. blood type can receive it. That makes it vitally oh, right. important. Whereas people who have O negative can only receive O negative. Oh, wow. My ex had O negative blood and she'd right, always right. go give blood, which I'm super proud of her for because it's like, yeah, yeah you're saving cool. so many people's lives. I'd do it, but my, my blood pressure is so low that if I lose any, I just fall over. <laughs> it's just the thing where you're like, I don't want to be on the ground anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that already happened. <laughs> we went yeah. off on a tangent so early. We have. It's all okay. about blood, though. It's all about blood. Urshabet seemed to have gathered a nice collection of witchy friends. We have Anna Davolia, we have Dorotia Semets, Iona Joe, who was a children's nurse, believe it or not, uh, Katerina Benica, and Janos Uyveri? Ujveri. Uyveri. Or they did seem to call him. Ibis or Ibis or Fico, so I'm going to call him Fico just because it's a lot easier to say, of which Anna and Dorotia were said to have tried to outdo each other in torture methods. So these were very, very lovely people. This is what rich people get up to, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Well, I think some of these people, one of them was a nurse, one of them was like a washerwoman. Like I think they were just like servants that seemed to gather to Urshabet's side just to kind of I don't know whether they were just trying to escape being tortured by her or whether they were the ones that were instigating the torture and Urshabet was continuing with it. It seems to be quite shaky. We definitely will get into that when we get to the trial later on. Did you end up watching the What We Do In The Shadows TV show? I watched like the first few episodes. You know, Laszlo's wife in it. I forgot her name now. I can't remember. Yeah, the, the female vampire. It's just yeah. reminding me of her. Yeah, it was probably like, yeah, because she was quite torturous, wasn't she? To a degree, yeah. She's just like, I need, is anyone else a vampire? They can chill like, and hang out with me. And they're just like, yep, definitely me. I can drink <laughs> blood for a bit and not be tortured. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, you just sort of gather under them to try and... Wait, what's that thing that uh, Pippin and Merry say in Lord of the Rings? The closer you are to danger, the further you are from harm. I think, I'm not sure. I've not seen those films in years. Yeah, I think they say that to Treebeard and he's like, ooh, rah, rum, and then says something else about it. Does not understanding the world of hobbits, but he, they, he does it anyway because he's weird and a tree. He's a tree. He's, he's weird and a tree. Oh, no, wait. I am no tree. He's an <laughs> ent, isn't he? He gets mad if you call him a tree. <laughs> is that an insult to them? I think it is, yeah, because they're tree herders, aren't they? And You know, he's actually voiced by the guy who plays Gimli as well. Is he actually? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Reese Evans, I think his name is. The, He's a tree Welsh. herder. He's a tree herder, yeah. It's not like they fucking move. They uh, have you you've said you've seen Lord of the Rings. The trees no, do normal move. Normal trees. Normal trees don't, but the trees yeah. in like Isengard how, do. How are you meant a tree hoard like tree herd things that don't move? That's like being a rock herder. Hey, I have had a pet rock before and they scoot around real quick. <laughs> when you're throwing them at people, I'm guessing. Yeah. Missing mirrors because I can't hit them. <laughs> <laughs> so with the help of Majorova, they hired young peasant girls to, and this is in quotes, work in the castle. And one by one, they'd be chosen to be the blood sacrifice for Bathory's sordid need for torture. Now, what's strange is that Earth Urshabet was a very intelligent person. Like she spoke over five languages. I think it was like Greek, Latin, Spanish, Hungarian, German. And there was a few others. I can't remember the other ones. So it seems strange that someone that intelligent would be duped into doing something like this. 
And she was really, re- you know, she was very wealthy. She didn't need anything from anyone. At one point, she even lent money to the Kingdom of Hungary to keep it afloat during the war. So like, this is how like powerful she was. You know, well, she I, had power. Well, she's. That's what people do, though, isn't it? Like when people have power, mm. they just kind of want more power. Yeah. Where else can you go when you already own like everything? Exactly. There's a saying, isn't it? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, which could be the the case here when you have nothing else to do and all you've got is money, then people get bored and have blood baths, I guess. Literal blood baths. Literal blood baths, yeah. She had power, she had money, and now people were afraid of her. But because of the money needed by the peasants, they still went to work for her. Because, you know, 1500s, people were poor. If you couldn't get money, you tended to die, you know, as sad as that is. Her terrifying routine would go on for a number of years and the graveyard of the castle would become increasingly more populated, which took its toll on the town below, obviously losing so many of its people. They were running out of servants, basically. And after Anna Davolia actually died of a stroke, Urshabet started looking for help again. And an idea struck Urshabet with the help of Majorova, this new witchy lady every time sorry i know like, even when i said it i heard it in my head go bah, bah, sorry bah, bah, i'm so after. sorry that i put that in your head i guarantee so, uh, you went through all the writing and didn't once consider that i didn't <laughs> not at all to me i was just like See, when i wrote it i i was like oh that name is close to majora that's literally all i thought it was nothing musical at all i love that game i remember playing out of this world and really laughing at that bit myself before ever watching Game Grumps play it. <laughs> so do you want to know what, what they did? What they did next? Go on. Marjorova thought, why not open a finishing school where Urshabet could actually finish people's lives. Finish people's lives right there. Where you could teach young noble women how to behave properly. After all, this is obviously something that Urshabet knew very well, it seems. Now, as you can imagine, with this new influx of a higher class of worker, rumours began to circulate quite quickly to their families when some of the girls started to go missing and were noticed to be hurt when they were running errands down to the town. They were noticeably disfigured, apparently. So, you know, the cuts on the faces, missing fingers, all sorts of stuff like that. Events got so bad that the missing girls were blamed on one of the actual pupils who, according to Bathory, when quizzed on it, she said that she went mad and killed her fellow students before committing suicide. So the girl's Jesus. family, exactly, like it's, I can't imagine how bad it must have been at this place. It's like a really messed like, up Hogwarts. Oh no, that's awful. Like she killed all these people. What What's happening to the bodies then? And Bathory's like, uh, the, uh. We'd bury them in the graveyard, but it's uh, full. What do you mean but, it's full? Enough questions. No questions. You live in a castle. How can your graveyard be full? <laughs> We're just throwing them off the edge of the castle now. There's just yeah. like a pile that people are climbing up. Yeah, like it's like, uh, what was that film? World War Z when all the, the zombies are just like piling up and, you know, they get into... Where do they get yeah, into? Yeah, they make like a little tower. Yeah, they get into... It's in Israel, isn't it? Jerusalem. Have you ever tried to Jerusalem? climb a human pyramid, Harrison? I know you probably just step onto them because you're really tall. No, but I haven't. That's one thing I can say that I've never done. It is actually quite difficult. Why have you done it? No questions. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no, it's, it's just some stupid stuff we did in high school where people are trying to make a human pyramid. And I was like, oh, I, I bet I can climb to the top. And it's surprisingly difficult to do. Were all people aware that this was going to happen? Or was it just like, Wah! and everyone just like piled <laughs> onto jump people? Jump on people. No. Like during assembly, all the, all the teachers were like, get down, get down. No, they, we were like on the grass or something. Then people were like, right. So they, we managed to do like two levels. Absolutely fine. So like yeah. round next one. But trying to get like me on top, I was like one of the lighter ones. So it was fine. But it it was just the climb up was a bit of a nightmare. Because obviously yeah, you don't want to hurt shaky. anyone. Yeah, exactly. How many, how many people were on each layer? Was it like a three, two, and a one? Three, two, it? and then one. It was meant to be. Right. I wasn't a cheerleader or anything. Like, we don't really have those in England. But He still has his skirt. He's lying. I have a skirt. I'll have you know. I do, <laughs> yes, I do it's not. pleated, I do not. but it's tartan schoolgirl. It's not cheerleader. <laughs> oh, God. I was thinking, right, what can we do for, like, patrons? It's like, this is a bit of a segment. Where is we this might, going? Might be able to cut this. I was like, how about we make a calendar? And then I was like, that's a fucking terrible idea. 
you know that the patriots are going to be like, okay, we want a calendar. <laughs> They're just like, no. <laughs> I was it's like, it can either just be pictures of us with the guests that we have on or something different. Like, you know, we had that photo shoot thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds like a fucking terrible idea. Jordan and then and I just skirt. repressed it instantly. Not with the skirt. This is non-sexual. <laughs> non-sexual. We're like a sexy burrito boy calendar. We can reenact the scary burritos, spooky burritos. How did I get the name wrong? <laughs> We've been doing this over nearly two years. And yeah. yeah, we could do that. We could totally do that. We could do that. We could just have a picture with each of the things or we're both suddenly mothmen. Oh, I want to be a mothman. I want to be a mothman. <laughs> Oh, Mom, can I be a mothman for Christmas? <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up, Harrison? I want to be a mothman. The, the mothman. <laughs> I think he has I find great the abs. Now, moth person. Moth person. Sorry, yes, moth. He's a really person. clumsy runner, though. He is. He's terrible. <laughs> Shall we get back onto our? Yes, spooky? I'm so I'm, sorry. We this can, has been such if you want a sad to cut any episode. of that, just go for it. I will. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so the girl's family, who allegedly committed suicide took this claim to Istvan Magyari, who was a, Luth- a Lutheran minister who went on to file the complaint directly with King Matthias II, who was the king of Hungary, who, shocked by the claims of the missing nobles, ordered Georgi Terzo, uh, sorry, Thurzo, Georgi Thurzo, the Palatine of Hungary, to seek any truth in the rumours. And Thurzo, having been a friend of Ferenc Nadazdi, which was Urshabet's late husband, the Black Knight of Hungary. He was already familiar with her and he felt he should be the person to look into this. I want to add also that the king did not care about the peasant deaths before this and only seemed to be bothered about this once it was nobles that were being killed. Wow. Yeah, so that says enough about it's a Tory royalty government. and high- It's a Tory government, basically. Ain't being around it. We may as well call this guy King Boris. <laughs> may cut that bit. Thurzo. Nah, fuck it. <laughs> fuck him. Fuck the spud, man. So Thurzo, (laughs) who comes across like the hero in this story, really, the Van Helsing to Dracula, if you will, finally reached the castle atop the hill with his guards and banged on the door. A servant answered, and right away Thurzo knew something was wrong. As you imagine, she will have been disfigured by the cruel Bathory, as other girls noticed that had been even when they were out running their errands. And when Thurzo leaned in through the door, it was reported that there were multiple corpses strewn in the entrance hall. And I actually haven't added this note here, but I just remembered when I was reading and watching a video on this, apparently there was a dismembered body out by the front door when they approached. Waiting for the bin man. Just leave it for the bin man. He'll get that. It's all right. Stick it's not it in, in the grey bin. Recycle. It's not in a bag. We're going to get a fine. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's got to be in those plastic blue ones, hasn't it? To make sure that you know which is recycling and which isn't. I guess it could go in the compost bin. Well, I guess. Some smelly cos- compost. Isn't that the point? Compost meant to be smelt smelly. I don't know, but not like peasant bodies. Yeah. I guess it makes it worse knowing that it's a peasant. Peasant yeah. smell. Pe- Ooh, it's got the peasant Everyone smell on the roses. Everyone smelled at that point. Uh, yeah, I mean, living in the dark ages must have been a horrible time. People are in a bath once a year. That and it being so dark all the time. Yeah, so dark. As we as we know, the sun hadn't been invented yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that really got me for some reason. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the dark ages because the sun hadn't been invented yet. It hadn't. Isaac Newton hadn't invented gravity yet. Pit stuff was floating off. <laughs> Until Jonathan's son was born and thought, <laughs> you know what? We need some light around here. I'm sick I of the dark ages. I bumped into too much shit. Jonathan Chain lost his job because they'd been chaining everything down by that, that point and once gravity <laughs> was invented, they didn't have to anymore. Oh, man. I love alternative history. <laughs> yeah, I can get behind that. There you yeah. go. The plan of me be- becoming more whimsical is here. You're yeah. welcome. In the, in the Patreon episode, we mentioned about making Jordan more full of whimsy. So we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> so let's carry on with what Thurzo found. As he was leaning through the door, Thurzo heard screams. So him and his guards charged into the castle, following the wailing which led them to the torture chambers in the centre of Kachti's castle, where they found Urshabet's torture squad in the act. That needs to be a t-shirt. I know, torture squad! We could make that, we could definitely add that to the spooky burrito t-shirts. If we was, need like 50 t-shirts at this point. We do, yeah. We do, well, we'll start, de- we've got this first one that's launched, so we'll, we'll start getting more of them out, don't worry. Now, I want to add that it was never actually confirmed whether Urshabet was taking part in the torture, and she did actually plead innocence to Thurzo, 
but it was confirmed at the time she was having dinner. And I'm going to leave that in quotes there. I hope you can hear the quotes around my words, having dinner, as she was doing when he arrived. I kind of feel like you'd notice this kind of going on in your castle. You know, yeah. like if you if you had very witchy people cutting people up, there's only so much that you can claim innocence to that. Yeah. I've never seen this torture chamber in my life. Who put that there? It's like literally in the center of the courtyard, in the center of the castle, just like a big cage full of blood. I, yeah. I just, I think there's only so much that people doing that could get away with. Like, I just don't think, I, I don't believe that, that she didn't know it was going on. I'm sorry. I, I, I think that's utter no, bullshit. Obviously. How the fuck could she not know it was going on? Yeah, if, if she, right, yeah, if Thurzo could hear the screaming from the front door, I'm sure she can hear it from the banquet hall. It depends. Actually, to be fair, how big's the castle? It's actually still standing, and we will get to that. Okay, it's, we're going. It's, it's not massive. Yes, we're going. I've got tickets already. <laughs> I would love to go and camp there. I think that would be great. That would be amazing. Yeah. It's not a massive castle. It's not like Carnarvon Castle over here. You know, it's nothing like that. But it was a, a, a sizable keep. I just think you would hear it. Further investigations went on for quite a while due to Thurzo. He actually felt guilty about looking into Urshabet because he felt like he was betraying his his friend's trust to his late husband, like we said. He ended up writing to Urshabet's family asking for advice and eventually settled on a verdict. However, the family never actually discredited the claims being held against Urshabet. It seems that they just thought this was just what she did. Maybe that's why they got rid of her so young. Maybe the age of 10, she was already like, okay, this girl's getting weird. We need to get rid. I got, yeah, it seems like it. Like that'd be my best guess. It was like, because she came from royalty anyway. Yeah. So it was kind of common practice to get married off really young, I guess. Yeah, especially, especially that long ago. <laughs> you imagine the family just like freaks out. It's like, we need to get rid of her. And they're like, right, when she turns 14, my son will be 18, and then we can get them married. And they're like, no, 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 no. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Get her gone. We've already packed her shit. Go, go, go. <laughs> She's already on her way. She's bringing her clawed mittens for your servant. Fuck, man. This is... Yeah, I... Thinking about the stuff is, like, really grim. Yeah, like, I'm trying to keep this as light as possible, but it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I'd like to point out that if you like horror stuff and you don't like being grossed out too badly we're a great alternative yeah yeah definitely i mean we haven't got to the next section yet oh god i'll add where the servants actually testify so maybe okay. we should uh maybe yeah we'll let's get we'll into let that you before be you judge. give that disclaimer <laughs> yeah. so i will just say we are going to talk about some of the some torture here so i'm sorry if any of you guys are particularly bothered by this maybe skip ahead a few minutes if you are so urshbet bathory was taken into custody and she was arrested her trial in the courts came swiftly, as did the testimonies from 13 of Bathory's servants, who told the court of everything going on in her castle. The reports held that she had specific measures of torture for certain acts. If the girls missed a stitch when sewing, she used very large sewing needles up the nails of the young girls. Ah, no. On one no. occasion, saying, the whore can take the needle out if it hurts. And then when the girl pulled the needle out, she pulled out a knife and cut the finger off. I'm clenching my fists. I do yeah. not like nail stuff. No, no, same. I, I'm I curling my toes and clenching my fists. It's, it, I don't know if anyone's ever had anything up the nail. I, I jumped yep. off a, a wall once with my hands in my pockets. And when I hit the floor at the bottom, it wasn't like a high drop, but when I hit the floor, I had my keys in my pocket and my key went up my nail. Ooh. Not even that far, but far enough to bleed. And oh my God, the pain. Nail bed. Just, I do not yeah. like. And it, it's, it's sore for weeks. I can't imagine. Oh no, I suppose she did cut the finger off. So maybe it wouldn't be sore for that longer after. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the point. At what point do you just go like, instead of having, I think I'd rather have my finger cut off than something go through, up my nail. Yeah, yeah. Well, that isn't that. That was in Game of Thrones, wasn't it? With, uh, with Theon. Do you remember where he was peeling the skin down his finger and he had to, yeah, he said, I'll stop once you beg me to cut it off. And then he eventually did because of the pain and Ramsey Bolton cuts his finger off. Yeah. I'd rather have my finger cut off. I'd yeah. rather, uh, I don't, uh, oh my God. I, I have a friend who's a blacksmith who lost one of his fingers. Oh shit. 
yeah, he, he says it's quite a weird thing with phantom pain because obviously people get that. Like I've, I've got a friend as well who, who's missing a leg and it's one of someone my partner knows from her workplace and she gets phantom pain in her leg. The, the blacksmith's the same, but he says he gets what feels like a, when you've got a piece of grit stuck under your nail and he feels it on the end of his finger of the finger that isn't there. That's so weird. Yeah, and the only thing I can think is that maybe it's the, the nerves where they sewed it up a touching on the end of the the nub i guess possibly my um my dad cut the end of his thumb off with a circular saw the other Ooh, really? month but it's like being grafted so oh, he's just back like on. well yeah parts I, like because he showed me and there's a clear line where it's not quite right yeah and he was like yeah just nothing he's like i just can't feel anything in it it's weird when when you get nerve damage like that like i've got it in in the center of my face believe it or not as I got hit in the face with a bike wheel with no tire on it. Yeah. It was all rusted and it, it completely sliced my face open and I had 14 stitches. I had to go to a plastic surgeon. And the the center of my face is completely numb. And most of my right leg is as well where I had that vein stripped out. Yeah. It's, when, it's when you get rough. nerve damage, it doesn't seem to come back. It's really weird. Except when you get this weird phantom pain thing. So if it's so beautiful. I wondered why. It's because it's a plastic surgery to <laughs> it's look all so fake. beautiful. <laughs> thanks man <laughs> let's a get away from my like niceness there yeah nice little spot of light in the darkness but let's get away from my uh torturous face, face and get back to these what happened to these poor people yeah she also used iron pincers to rip fingers out tendons and all she would douse girls in freezing water throw them out in the snow as she loved to see them freeze solid like statues in the grounds of the castle during winter. She covered them in honey and would pour biting ants and bees on them and even burn them with red hot pokers. And again, I'm not going to say where she placed these pokers as this is a family show, but please infer my tone when I say that all these people were women. Christ. Yes, that was the bit that I was worried about people hearing if you're going to be triggered by that. Uh, she'd even bitten chunks of flesh out of the faces of girls and she had claimed to have enforced cannibalism on some of, some of them which makes my note earlier that I quoted that she was having dinner when Thurzo arrived and found the torture happening actually even worse so I yeah. don't was she eating parts of the people being tortured I do not know, but I guess you can kind of infer that if people were saying that she was eating flesh. I don't know if human meat cooked and prepared looks different than animal meat, though. It looks like pork, believe it or not, and it yeah. smells the same. Uh, cannibals in the jungle actually call human long pig because of yeah. how like bacon and pork it tastes. That's insane. It is, yeah. And I, I burnt my hand once really badly, and it did smell like cooked bacon. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm delicious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, burnt on a firework. It was bad times. I take myself out to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, oh, where are you going? Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I am the dinner. <laughs> I'm a snack. It's here that the truth about bathing in blood seems to waver slightly, as I don't think that was ever officially mentioned by anyone. However, it was claimed that the entire torture room was coat, and they seemed to really enunciate on coated in it. So there was blood everywhere that the servants had to regularly clean up. Jesus. So would you like to know the death toll? As according to one of the girls, she had seen a ledger kept by Bathory and her torture team go. Would you like to know the number? Go for Well, can I guess? Yeah, go for it. I, I've not read it if it's in the notes. Um, go for like 80. 83. Okay. The number was allegedly 650 young girls. I was way off. You were way off. Bathory wow. claimed that the death toll was only 80. So you were close to that. Mm. You were channeling that. Which is weird that considering only moments before she was pleading innocence and then she would say that no, only 80 girls died. So which is it? Are you innocent or did you kill between 80 and 650 people? Trying to play it down. It's like, she's killed 600 people. It's like, you bitch, I've only killed 80. Wait, you oh, are shit. lying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, pigs 
taste nice. So cadavers were taken from the castle. They were they were dug up and the bodies were taken and examined and the survivors were interviewed and the court actually ruled that death was the only way to go for Iona Joe, Dorotka and Fisco. Iona Joe and Dorotka being the worst of the two got their comeuppance. They were tortured before they were killed, having their fingers ripped out with iron tongues like they did to other people. Fingers or fingernails? Uh, no, entire fingers. Okay. Like like tendons and all, like I mentioned before. Uh. Yeah, that happened to one of my dad's friends at work. Uh. Exactly. Uh. This is awful. I know this has been like one of the most horrendous episodes we've done. I'm sorry, guys, if this isn't what you usually get from us. I know we're usually very happy-go-lucky and we're trying to keep it that way. But you guys voted on this. You wanted this, so I had to look this up. They were then killed, presumably beheaded, and then burned on a bonfire. Fisco, being the youngest of the group, was spared the torture. And instead, he was just simply beheaded and then burned. Uh, Katerina was actually spared from being executed at all, as she was said to be somewhat kind to the victims and she'd actually been beaten herself for sneaking food to the girls that were being tortured and that kind of so if you want to get away with murdering and eating people uh, just be nice to a few of them exactly just a few just one or two and you'll be alright as long as you're compared to be a saint compared to the other ones you're good as long as you're the least evil tier one evil as opposed to tier six you know Now, I, I think this kind of lends a bit more credence to the fact that maybe they were sucking up to Bathory, like they were trying to, you know, like we said before, trying to stay close to the danger to avoid the harm. It feels like she was either being forced to do it, take part in it, or she was doing it because she didn't want it to happen to her as well, which is, that kind of makes it really sad that she was doing that. I can't imagine what she must have felt, but she was imprisoned for the rest of her life because of that. So she did. I can't can't imagine what, um, you know, 1500s prisons were like in the kingdom of Hungary, but even that can't have been nice. Uh, shockingly, because of her Urshabet's status and probably the wealth, she was only sentenced to life imprisonment in, in her own castle. Yeah, and that's was, not really... That's like being suspended from school. It is, yeah. That, that like, is oh, it. What a shame. <laughs> that... What was it? Someone told me recently, like... I can't remember who it was. They got suspended for getting getting into a fight at school. Yeah. They won the fight and then were like, right, you're suspended for three days. It's like, great, I won a fight and got three days off. Awesome. Yeah, nice. Recovery time. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool though. Getting like, or not cool. It's so yeah, like- Wrong grim, word choice there, John. Yeah, getting the punishment is you're not allowed to go to school. That's amazing. It is, yeah. That is such a weird- Weird, it's a strange weird thing. I think this was at the help of Thurzo, being that he was like a family friend. Right. And I, see. I think he had he had promised I think I forgot to add this, but Nadazdi had asked him to look her look after his wife when he was gone. So do we know how old she was at all at this point? I know that she died later on. She must have been about forty at this point. Right, okay. I was picturing her as like 25, 30. No, no. Weirdly, and this kind of goes with the whole blood thing, she did live quite a long life. Especially for the 1500s. Like, I think people lived to like 20 back then. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if you were fucking working in her castle. Jesus. Yeah, definitely less. Well, I suppose it's either you died of cholera back then when you were 10 or you got your fingers ripped out and died in a prison. I, I think that once she was in prison in a castle... That was pretty much it. She was left alone with her guards to keep her there. And she was only visited by priests and by Thurzo himself, who kept going back to check on her. Some people, some of the... One second, um, has. Yeah. Uh, you're right, Ellis, mate. Sorry, we are recording. Ah, oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Hey, <Alice>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll just pop in. And then I saw, oh, there's a recording section. <laughs> yeah. We, so I, like, <laughs> for doom. Ah, fuck. <laughs> I'll leave you to it. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, so she was visited by Thurzo in the castle. And from some of the places that I read of like of her later life, what happened, some places said that she was in prison in her own dungeon where she could suffer through what everyone else suffered through. 
So she was, you know, left in the bloody room to literally look on what she'd done. And some places said that she was only under full castle arrest. So she was allowed to wander around as she wanted. So I don't know which was true. So I can't deny or confirm which of those it was. I feel like it'd most, most likely be castle arrest. Yeah, I think because so. Because of the status. Yeah. Uh, I, I think wherever it was, the guards would limit her movements, I think, though. Because, well, I'll get into that bit in a second. There was one particular time that she flew into a fit of rage when Thurzo visited. And Thurzo cut her off. He had kept his promise to his friend, Nadazdi, and he'd kept his wife from death. And this was the last time that he ever actually visited her. And I've actually got a quote from him here that I wanted to read because it's quite a powerful quote. Yeah. So he said, you are in the last months of your life. You do not deserve to breathe the air on this earth or see the light of the Lord. You shall disappear from this earth and you will never appear in it again. As the shadows envelop you, may you find time to repent your bestial life. Like, I just think that is powerful. Wow, man. that is really powerful. That is like a hell of a slam the book goodbye mic drop. <laughs> just like, fuck you, bitch. Literally, it is. And and yeah, with that, he, he left amazing. for the final time. Like, that was the last time he ever saw her. And one night, Urshibet complained of having cold hands to a guard who told her to go back to bed. So this is why I think she was confined to certain bits. Maybe it was a room at night, like, you know, she had certain times she had to do things. And on the morning of my birthday, 22nd of August, she was found dead at the age of 54. Wow. Yeah, so like we said, she was quite old for back then and maybe the blood actually worked. And if you look at the notes, Jordan, you'll see that there is a picture of Catchtee's castle as it is today which still stands on the top of the hill overlooking the plains that is pretty and the mountains. Cool. So is is it somewhat intact? It's hard to tell from the picture. It's reasonable. Like, it looks like the outer walls. I guess some of the rooms are... Uh, it looks like two of the towers are still reasonably intact. Yeah. But I would love to go. Like, if, if we can ever get to travel again, that is somewhere I think we should visit and do a live spooky burrito from. Yes. I'd be down for that. Yeah, definitely. We'll try and do that. That would be cool. Maybe we get a few podcasters, a couple of the spooky peeps and see if they want to meet us there. Yes, let's do it. Imagine camping out in the Blood Duchess's castle. That'd be pretty sick. Has someone just popped in again? I think it's Ellis again. It's Ninja, but he's muted. (laughs) Is he he just listening to the episode live? Is that what's happening? I have no idea. (laughs) Ellis, are you okay? I can't hear. I can see he's got the green around him for speaking. Yeah, like he's talking. (laughs) I, again, I half expected like, but um, ah, shit. Okay. <laughs> I'll kick him for now. Ellison, we're just going to kick you because we're recording. Right, there you go. He's gone. So her body was actually buried at Catchtee's castle. I guess they found space somewhere. Uh, as we said, the castle is still standing from the image. I will put this on the Instagram and on the Twitter and everywhere if you want to see this. However, at the call of the surrounding village, they didn't want the body of such a murderous person from their history remaining in their midst. Her body was moved to the Bathory family crypt. However, when it was opened in 1995, her body was actually nowhere to be found. It completely disappeared. Maybe she resurrected looking for blood and continue on the vampiric legend. No one seems to know at all what happened to her body. Her family name was never spoken around in Hungary for hundreds of years, allegedly, after this happened. There are theories that this was all fabricated by the king who wanted the land, but it's never been proven true. And if 305 in total people testify against you and your brutal nature to your servants, it kind of points that it might have been more true. So yeah, and that is pretty intense. If you ask me, I think that we leave it there. Yeah, that was awful. It was awful. The, just like the torture stuff. Looking through this was bad. Like reading about all this sort of stuff was pretty grim. So thank Thank you, you Patreon listeners. It's okay. I have to make sure next next week's episode is super fun. (laughs) (laughs) Me writing about it. Welcome to Whimsyville. Whimsy burrito. Population, just Harrison. Jordan's out for lunch. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think this is the end this does it for this month's spooky burrito 
However, we will be continuing the discussion over on our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash grief burrito, where you can get extra extended content each and every week. Most have actually been full-blown 40-minute episodes at the moment, haven't they been, Jordan? Yeah, we just chat shit for 40 minutes about a subject. Loads. And yeah. then, well, I say we chat shit about something for 15 minutes and the rest of it is just us tangenting. Tangenting, which is good. Like, it's nice to tangent. Uh, we yeah. are going to try and make a little more light-hearted content off the back of this one as we're going to be asking each other vampire questions like blood sacrifices, yay or nay, and... This may be a good dungeon, but what makes a great dungeon? <laughs> <laughs> Make dungeons great again. Make dungeons great again, exactly. Oh God, don't bring that fucking ham-faced dick into this. <laughs> ham-faced dick. Ham-faced dick. <laughs> so um, if you enjoyed this episode, it is now within your spooky blood-soaked hands to leave us a five-star rating and write us a little review to become filled with what little more eternal burrito life you can. And also remember that in this episode's description, there is a 90% off the latest games code through cd keys of which we are now affiliates and if you're feeling the need to do some good deeds there is a fundraiser currently going on for my dad the papa burrito the burrito wild pups to help his legal battle is happening we have currently raised over 1500 pounds already in less than a week so if you want to help the link is also there below and you will have my utmost respect gratitude and i will personally dream about your face and if i don't know what you look like i will assign you a face accordingly and that is everything, isn't it, J-Man? Is that from the book of faces you've collected, or are we not talking about that? Hey, leave that out of this. <laughs> no, I, I use that website where, is it These People Don't Exist? Have you seen that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that in the, in the, the bonus episode as well. So, J-Man, let's wrap this burrito to go. We will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.